no notebooks, there's no notes, you're not writing anything down, you're experiencing it every and you're repeating it over and over and over until you understand it. So I feel like the indigenous data problem has been let go by a lot of people, really bunch of notes, notes, notes. But our ancestors, they had it in their head. And that's something that I think we need to return to. First People's Fund presents The Collective Spirit Podcast. The Collective Spirit moves each of us to stand up and make a difference, to pass on ancestral knowledge and simply extend a hand of generosity. The Collective Spirit Podcast features Native artists and culture bearers who discuss the power of Indigenous art and culture. I'm Shana Shandin Tanai. I reside in Albuquerque, Mexico, and I am Dana and Santo Domingo Pueblo. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm really excited to be doing this podcast with you today. My medium is I'm a fifth generation Dana Libra. I grew up living alongside my Wesana and Shema ever since I was born, always playing with spindles and cards and helping everything process. I was always collecting plants and everything growing up. And to me, that was my way of life. On the other side, my father was an organizer here in Albuquerque at the, the New Mexico State Fair. And so we grew up in kind of like native entertainment world. And I became an organizer through the generational example of what my father, the late Bill Sunrise, did. And then my mother is Pearl Sunrise. My mother's from out by Vandalagen, which is white water towards Uni, and my father's from Chiwa Pueblo, was from Chiwa Pueblo. We grew up here in Albuquerque, but both my parents were very creative, both their traditional singers. My dad was a silversmith as well, and being an architect, and my mother was an educator. She does odd dimensional, she does now the language, she does weaving, and also she's a weaver. So, and demonstrates and educates that of the state fair as well. You know, they always ask me where exactly you grew up, and I, I always say at the back of the Oldsmobile, driving between my houses. We were always in the car, traveling. Pretty much all natives in Mexico are nomadic. Everybody's car is their second home, you know, because they're transporting themselves, their family, and sheep. I remember we had a little VW bug, and at one point we were all crammed into it with a sheep, like a little lamb, coming back from the res. And my parents both grew up very rural. My mom was a sheep herder. Of course, my dad was a farmer at the other. At one point here in Albuquerque, against the Albuquerque ordinance, we had probably like 15 sheep in our backyard. We had like a herd in our backyard. I grew up learning to leave my first medium in the, here in the city, literally in the house that I'm speaking from, that my parents made a safe place for us to grow as indigenous people, creative people, positive people, helping other people always, community working, not just artistically for ourselves, but also for the community. Sharing culture and culture was a huge thing. That's why my dad was involved 
organizing, and I carried on that legacy of my father to help organize, to share culture and education for our future. So that's the pillar of my family and all of the people that I'm connected with. I wear many hats in the community. I do organizing, I do weaving, I do education. I used to have a TV show here in Albuquerque called Native Z. I used to do radio. I have I got my FCC license when I was in high school. So I, I did that singing wire when I was like 18 or something. But, and it's a big show here in, in Albuquerque. I'm also a filmmaker. I went into photography and print film, but I also printed at the Institute of Marketing Arts. So that's where all this creative process that I grew up with at home. I'm also a floral designer. <laughs> I love creating the flowers. That's like my other level that I use throughout in going to college and all of these things. I ended up creating with flowers and I love creating with flowers. I can go for days and I make the bouquets for the missing world, the gathering nations. I'm the committee for the missing world for the gathering nations as well. So every year I make the bouquet and I would see it and print and I'm like, oh. Because it's really important, those kinds of things that when you create with that love, that, you know, Majona go on, they make a beautiful concept in my world. And, and I want to share that concept with my students. My project proposal was, I've been working with a group of students already here in Albuquerque Community Charter School, which is the Native American uh, Community Academy here in Albuquerque. So with my grant, then I, I proposed to have two components, which is satchel weaving, which is work-based weaving. You know, how to pass up the yarn and fill up the yarn, working, and then weave it, and then also create their own ideas and their designs. And what's been so amazing about this grant, was done so much for me, and these, not just for me, but the community, for these the youth, is that I wrote into the grant that they would receive looms and tools forever. So they get their own looms, their own tool, and the weaving tool, the batten. And I found an artist here that I worked with before that has made my looms before. So the youth is utilizing these looms and, and I had them do like a mini confirmation contract that they will teach it to somebody else in their lifetime. There's no notebooks, there's no notes, you're not writing anything down, you're experiencing this every and you're repeating it over and over and over until you understand it. So I feel like the indigenous creative process has been let go by a lot of people, really referred to notes, notes, notes. But our ancestors, they had it in their head. And that's something that I think we need to return to. I don't think it's that far away from us, it's right here because I'm witnessing it with these students. They don't bring their books. They just show up with their limbs and we talk. We tell stories and we weave together. It's so beautiful. It's emotional for me. I just realized just now I was with them yesterday and to see them blooming from the time that I met them and we're talking about life and this and they're all weaving their belts now. I asked a reflection, what are you feeling while you're doing this? And they're like, I don't know. I feel like I'm speaking to myself. Boom, that's what it is. That's what the creative process traditionally, indigenously is. And it's like a therapeutic level of understanding yourself. And I think we're skipping over a lot of that digital everything. So many distractions that we don't really speak to ourselves anymore. 
And I think this level of creative process that I grew up with, I definitely want to share it more. And I've been honored to share it through this grant with this youth so they can use this aspect of leaving to heal themselves. And I've seen them change. And we've been having these sessions all summer through First People's Fund Community Capital Grants. If I'm eating really well and I look over here and someone's not eating well, I'm going to share. I'm not going to sit there and watch them struggle. And that's the values of, the core values of, of who you are, what direction you're going in. To be open and forgive each other, love each other. That's something that we all need to step back into. The way our, our grandparents would say, like my grandmother would say, well, she would see us, she said, hushing that, she hushing that, which is, it's just full on. There's no English word beyond love. Love and beyond. It's the hugging, the loving, the caring for it. Just the, the amazing level that we can love one another. We should definitely get back to that and not have animosity. And it does exist in our community. So I grew up in this whole nonprofit world. I was a nonprofit baby because my parents were very instrumental in helping others. They always gave us that, that you have to help other people. The community, whatever community looks like. The community is not just a village or the reservation. Community is obviously now, to me in my world, is, is the planet. How as human beings, we walk in this world and help each other and not watch other people struggle. So I think that also pays into the part of redistribution and this grant has helped so much not only myself but this youth and what just thinking about who they're going to inspire with this knowledge this cultural knowledge through this grant the collective spirit podcast is produced by first people's fund whose mission is to honor and support indigenous artists and culture bearers through grant-making initiatives, culturally-rooted programming, and training and mentorship. Learn more at firstpeoplesfund.org.